Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a, a fun, casual conversation. Ohio State and the Buckeyes uh, are back in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, I promise uh, we're going to talk about more football this week than last week, but we're also not going to stick to sports entirely. Uh, we can't right now. It just still wouldn't be fair uh, to make that point. There's a lot more going on in the world. We know that. Uh, we're going to try and find the right balance. I'm not sure what it is, but we'll figure it out as we go. We've got uh, Anthony Schlegel attacking and dominating right here. All gas, no breaks. Doug Worthington back with us again. Looking uh, really good. Yeah, dapper. Dapper. This week. I mean, dapper. He's hiding the New gun. Career. Yeah, I don't know about that. Initials on the sleeve. I mean, he's <laughs> just, you know, a little something, something. And, something. The, and the quarterback, Justin Zwick, down there. JC. Um, so before we get into what maybe Ohio State can expect as they ease back into these workouts at the Woody Hayes Athletic <laughs> Center, um, in the last week, the team did a number of things to address the stuff that we've been talking about and Black Lives Matter and the movement continuing to you know, gain a little maybe momentum. Uh, C.J. Saunders gets arrested as part of uh, a curfew violation, taking part in the protest. He, you know, That's a big part of it. Tough Borland uh, and his girlfriend helped organize the Kneel for Nine on Tuesday night. Uh, they put the whole team got together. The leadership council put out that video. I had over 700,000 views after wow. just two awesome. days mm-hmm. uh, with all of them taking that message, black and white, real basic. So, you know, we talked about that. What are the, what will the message be for the team within the locker room? But you're seeing Ohio State really step out and use that platform, and you can't help but be impressed by that. Well said. I mean, I agree. Uh, when it comes down to this upcoming situation as a season or, or lack thereof. I mean, football is kind of set aside when it comes down to this particular moment. Um, so many different creeds and ethnicities on that football team. And it's a, like we said before, it's a melting pot. Um, so to have something in this type of injustice to happen uh, across the globe and to have happened for so uh, many years, I mean, Kaepernick happened four years ago, uh, taking a knee and then you got somebody, you know, dying from a knee. So that nine minutes was very monumental. Um, I give Coach Day so much credit about having those guys being in the front, the, the forefront of what's going on. And um, it's just one of those messages that I, I know we're resonating the Buckeye community and 700,000. So the whole country is getting a little bit of a piece of what they believe in. Yeah. For as bad as social media is, in my opinion, in certain ways, right. You know, in this instance, it's, it's great because it gives all these kids, you know, guys on the team, an outlet to say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're attacking this. And this is, you know, our plan and it gets it out right away, you know? So, I mean, back in our day, we'd have had to try and call a news channel right. four or like, Hey, uh, you know, Steve snap, can I get somebody down here to do right. this? And he would have said no, or, yeah. you know, like, yeah, but it just gives them that, uh, you know, way to, to get it out there and show people what they're doing and, and what's important to them. And, uh, wow, it's just, you know, it's incredible to see what, what the team has come together on their own kind of, and said, this is where we are and this is what our stance is. Yeah. That, and that video too, Ash legs, before you jump in there, that was, that was all team driven. That mm-hmm. was not uh, Ryan Day say, "Hey, let's let's just do this for fun." Yeah, it's not, "Hey, or, read this sheet." You know, fake, it's, "Hey, right. you guys get on here." Fake activism. The, the players wrote the script. Uh, they all shot that on their phones and sent that into uh, Zach Schwartz, the creative director. He put it together, uh, and they asked Ryan Day to finish that uh, to be part of it. But uh, that's this has been a player driven thing, and I think that some coaches around the country. Uh, Clemson comes to mind, Florida State last week. They're finding out that you can't really fake this. No, mm-hmm. no, absolutely not. And, you know, 
we've heard a lot of guys, uh, former players, current players, speak out about it. And, and Joshua Perry, I was listening to him yesterday. And, you know, as I'm driving, and my wife and I had a conversation today about the same issue. And that's that's what we should be doing. Right. Dialogue. Right. And, and, and our athletes are, are taking that stance to keep the dialogue going. Right. And then I had somebody, you know, ask me like, well, hey, you know what I teach? I teach my kids to respect all people. Right. And then and guess what? That's what they do. But it's not even about respect. Right. To me, it's all about the heart disposition. And what I love about this is you're seeing the players hearts at Ohio State be able to express that. Because here's the deal. I can respect my boss. Right. But in my heart, I hate my boss. Well right. Like that, that, that is the I mean, that, that is one. Of, I can I can respect my coach and play for my coach. But in my heart, I hate dislike him or resent him right right so this goes back to not about respect but about the heart and how you view people right and for that conversation to be continued through what our guys are doing that is just is a testament to the program that is the ohio state university the coaching staff and i think there was a offensive lineman whose parents tweeted out about how even during the pandemic and also during this current situation they are reaching out to the families as well and talking about how they're helping their student their son through this time right and guiding them and giving them uh, and wisdom and and supporting them like that's what it's about and you see ohio state in the forefront of that makes you proud to be a buckeye I like how they just put the mac and cheese bites right there. Right. You know what? I know we're having a serious serious, conversation. It's fun fun casual, (laughs) but it's uh, serious and even serious now as this goes on. It's going to be hot. Be careful. I don't mean to break it up that way, but it's just so entrenched here that the mac and cheese bites go straight to you. Um, You know, Doug, what stood out to me, I talked to CJ Saunders last week about sort of his 48 hours, and I don't want to make it. This might sound wrong. I'm not trying to say it this way, but if you can't have the entire team and C.J. Saunders and Tough Borland don't look like everybody else, right. but if you don't have that sort of support coming from someone who maybe looks like me or Schlegs or Justin, the movement probably going to run into some resistance, right? you got to have got to have some help from this side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, and that's what it's all about. You know, when it comes down to, obviously, we know um, as an African-American man on this panel um, to have to live with it day in and day out. Um, it is a blessing, but but it's also uh, at times it's a curse when it comes down to seeing those red and blues behind you and just the stigma that it is that's tied around the community. Um, we have to realize that, you know, it's going to take a collective effort to be able to get real progress. You know, um, looking at what Malcolm Jenkins, my teammate, the guy who came in with me for Piscataway, New Jersey. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Um, him dealing with a teammate in the locker room, a uh, renowned figure into Drew Brees, and just the, the way that he put the flag in front of the situation that we're really at hand with is exactly what we're talking about. The dialogue of, it's not ever have been about disrespecting the military, disrespecting a flag. It's all about, you know, the movement and the things that's been happening to be able to get those type of remarks to get those real feelings out we have to do something that is a little bit out of the ordinary when it comes down to looting when it comes down to breaking things and fires and things of that nature it's not about people wanting to go in there and get clothes or to steal something and be it's about the fact that they're hurting and they're crying out in a way that they don't know how to express themselves so we need to come together as a collective we need to have black brown white yellow green be able to you know see that there's some injustice there's some things that's been going around in this country since day one since we were brought over here that hasn't 
always panned out in our favor. How do we come together and, and, and get some justice and move forward in the right direction? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on that. I've always said, you know, you overcome evil with good. So I, I'm against – I'm a small business owner. Like you would, you would literally set me back or potentially ruin me if you came into my shop, stole all my stuff. Like, I mean, I'd be set back now. It, it, would, it would devastate me. And right. I don't understand. But the biggest thing – even with, as this goes on, it is, and I talked about the heart disposition and being real and having real conversations, heart audit, mind audit. I, again, I don't drive with my wallet in the front of my truck. I don't have to clean out my truck because if somebody pulled me over or regardless, if I go in somewhere, they're, they're, they're profiling me or, or thinking that I could potentially be doing something dangerous or wrong, right? Like I don't have that. I'm not worried where I live that potentially somebody's going to come in and raid raid me and somebody gets shot and killed. Like I don't worry about those things, but my brothers and sisters do. And that should be on my heart. Right? So there's a lot of different ways that we have to be able to support one another. I've always said my thing is heart mind audit. You know, you have to behavior C is either taught or allowed, so we have to teach the right behavior and have open dialogue. And guess what? If you permit it, you promote it. That's the number one thing. And we can't promote racism of, of any kind, wherever it is, right? So we all have a role to play, but we all got to play our role. And guess what? Everybody's moving down the same lane. And some people are going to have to be out there on the front where we can lift them up in prayer and say, hey, guess what? I got your back. I support what you're doing, right? So, I mean, we all have to be able to go do that. Yeah. And it seems like this thing probably won't slow down at all, uh, Jay-Z, for the Buckeyes, because they, they put this stuff last week together on Zoom. Now they're back in mm -hmm. the Woody together, and I promise we're going to talk about that. But, you know, now that's going to be a lot easier for them to organize, to, you know, participate, whatever they want to do. You have your they team meetings. I mean, yeah. you get in there together and, you know, you know, let everybody have a chance. Hey, get up. If you got something on your heart that you want to say and address the team and, you know, make sure that everybody – knows how you feel that you know that will give them the ability to do so um you know just another thing on that social media with those these guys coming out you know with the young kids today everybody has a cell phone you know these third graders have cell phones they have twitter they have social media they have you know so just to see their their role models at ohio state coming out and making these stands and and talking about this stuff you hope that resonates down and they start seeing it and so you start getting this younger generation kind of thinking about all the stuff that maybe we don't think about all the time, right. you know, unless a situation like this happens. And so I, I, you know, I just, I think what they're doing is huge and I think they're going to continue to do it because of how well it went over. Um, you know, how much people appreciate what they're doing and what they're saying. And, uh, you know, I think the younger generation is going to see that, you know, I, you hope that that tidal wave just kind of takes over and, you know, everybody who maybe doesn't think about, it, you know, they start seeing, Oh my, my heroes at Ohio state are talking about this. They're, they're coming out and, you know, making sure people are thinking about it. I want to do that. You know, yeah. I want to have that same mindset as I get older and I want to follow along in their footsteps, you know, con to continue this, you know, not just in times where there's unrest, but every single day that they step out that door. I'm not saying that Ohio state is the only school that is doing this, yeah. but even when you look at the NFL, uh, Doug brought up Jenkins. Michael Thomas is now, you know, one of the most outspoken people that you're ever going to find on social media for this. Right. I mean, uh, we talk a lot. We cover Ohio State. We know what goes on at the Woody and the, the amount of impressive young men coming through that program. But it's really carrying on and having that impact at the NFL, too. And it's just it's eye opening. I mean, Ohio State seems to really be doing it right.
Yeah. I mean, you look at those guys' platforms, man, and they sell T-shirts. They do fundraisers. They do things for the communities. So they know their their footprint right. in the in the marketplace. Uh, so when, you know, somebody that is as endeared as, a you know, Drew Brees, and we all make mistakes. We're all human. I'm pretty sure he didn't have any malice on what he really meant. But the main thing is the main thing in this particular moment, and that's what those guys wanted him to kind of realize and come out to the forefront because he is even more um, renowned and revered in some lights and his movement his voice would have just struck even more of a, just a, 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 a coherence and just a, a brilliance in this particular moment. And he missed that opportunity. You can't get those things back. You know, he recanted today and he said, you know what, hey, this is what I meant. This is what I was kind of going at. But, you know, to make the main thing and make, you know, this situation uh, uh, anything but the injustice that's been going on in the black community is just doing a, uh, doing a wrong. And again, we could talk about the looting, but it should be, the rhetoric should be, you know, it's instead of, man, uh, uh, we care that black people are dying, and but you guys should not be looting. It should be more with, hey, people are stealing and looting a little bit, but black people need to be you know, taken care of and they shouldn't be dying. It's the way you say things and the way you present it that really makes the story and really gets people's heart and captivate them. And when you have a platform like these Buckeyes do, they go out and they make it happen, and I'm proud of those guys. All right, there's no uh, easy segue out of topics like this, so we're going to take a break on Letterman Live here brought to you by Rooster. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some football. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into Roosters. It's uh, it's that time of year. Not every school uh, opening workouts at the same time, guys. But Ohio State has this opportunity, uh, you know, now to start bringing in nine, ten guys at a time. Schlegs, I've been asking you all along, what are these going to look like? What are they, how is it going to work if you're going to ease them back in? And uh, you've got limitations in the Woody, and you're spreading them out. I know you've been talking to all all your guys that you still know over there organizing workouts. Mickey Marotti, I'm sure has a plan for this. Trying to trying yeah. to talk to him. <laughs> what is kind of, they're kind he's, of mom. He's yeah. a busy guy. Busy right now. What are what are these going to look like? I mean, this uh, obviously they're voluntary. Uh, not everybody's back in Columbus hmm. quite yet. I know that's I know that's funny for you guys. I should have yeah. I should have winked at the camera. Um, but you know they're. This is what players have sort of wanted, too. We've heard about how the, the guys that wanted to be back, they all want to be around their teammates. Um, but I, I'm just curious what you think they're going to look like for the next five, six weeks. Well, I just saw, didn't I just see something where like Oklahoma State potentially had two had, guys that had COVID? Yeah, one one of their, um, I think their linebacker participated in uh, protests in Tulsa and then said that he when he tested to come back, he was asymptomatic and tested positive. Like, this is going to happen. Right, no doubt. So, I mean, like, the things that you're going to go through and look at, like, I, again, I don't know how they're going to test them, right? But, I mean, you're going to have, you know, just like everybody's out there been working, right? That has been essential, right? You're going to go take their temperature, right? Have you had any type of symptoms? And they're going to come into the building. They're going to have them spaced out. Again, I don't, I don't really know. I can only speculate about, you know, there, there might be 20, 25 guys able to be permitted in a workout session in the Woody Hayes. I mean, it's a little bit crazy, right? Considering how big the Woody Hayes is, but guess what? They got twenty-eight. They got twenty-eight racks, right? Double-sided half racks. Uh, one side's full, one side's half. So you got twenty-eight racks. Everybody could work in their own rack, right? So there's probably going to be a thing where, hey, we can't have spotters. So you're going to be confined to your rack. Everything you do is going to be within the rack. 
It's obviously not going to be the waste that they could potentially have because, again, you can't have spotters, right? So there's a safety issue when it comes to that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, number one thing, and I, I talked about it earlier a couple episodes ago, is the fact that Urban Meyer said this. It's not about winning you know, the preseason. It's about getting ready for week one. Mm. So they're going to have to ooze them in. And I'm sure you can attest to this because you're a high school football coach, giving your time, energy, and effort in Upper Arlington. But like... Kids are going to come in and they're going to puke during the dynamic right. warm up. Like that's going to happen, right? And as and as I've been going through this COVID pandemic, I'm talking to my own children. I'm like, "Listen, here's why you have to work on your craft while we're doing it, right? So when you go back, you have a baseline because you want your team to succeed and they can only be as successful as where we all start collectively together, awesome. right? And then when you come in as a team, right, it's to compete within the team so that you can compete as a team, right? So one, you got to ooze them in. You got to see where everybody's baseline is. Then you progress them not to win July, not to win August, but to be ready for week one. And then, and then they're going to have the other parameters. How do you feel? Subjective surveys. They have wearables and stuff that they use probably on a daily basis that they will. And there's a lot of things going on right now with certain wearables that can actually help predict, um, onset of COVID or just sicknesses, I'm sure Ohio State will be utilizing some of that type of technology to be, you know, proactive on it. But like, you're gonna have all these different things that come in, surveys, temperature check, limiting the amount of people in the building at one time, standard operating procedures of how you clean the weight room, along with being able to be outside and run. Everybody's going to have different parameters. I know that Ohio State, because of our facility and how big everything is, it might have to be sometimes at the beginning, maybe they only work out outside only, right. right? And then they ooze back in as the parameters get less to go back into the weight room. So at the end of the day, here's what I do know. I know you have the associate athletic director for the Ohio State University that oversees 36 sports, Mickey Marotti, smart cat, knows what to do. He has four of the best strength coaches on his staff. They will do a phenomenal job. Their training staff is one of the best in the country. Those guys will be ready. And and I, I'm I'm kind of excited to hear what they have to say about how hard I, our guys worked because you're going to be like, man, we got a lot of work to do. Or like, you know what? I, re- I feel really good about this team. And I can tell you with the way that they came together during this movement and even during the pandemic, like I have no – beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe our guys are ready because they just care that much. Like you don't post videos like that if you don't care, right? right? With your teammates, you don't, you don't say, hey, man, we're going to play regardless they have stands if you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Our guys care. But Schlegs, you predicted someone's going to puke in the warm up. Well, that's, that, that, that's what I wanted to ask Schlegs. I mean, as an well, old, as happen. an old, you know, strength happen. coach, it's probably going to be a freshman. Do you by think the way. they come back and they say? <laughs> do you think they get these guys back and they say, "All right, let's find out who"? No, let's let's find out who was getting after it right. in this during this whole thing. Here, here, we're going to put them. We're going to we're going to you know get after it here. We this lost a student athlete, about, I guess, a couple years ago, and it happens quite often, right? And um, Dad Gummit, Doug, <laughs> um, no. It, uh, I, I just forgot there there's uh it's predominantly in in african-american student athletes but like when you condition them okay I, think well, I, I forget the word i forget the right. word but there's certain things when your heart rate gets above a certain certain thing i totally forgot i will find out what i'm talking about anyways <laughs> listen at the end of the day it's 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 not the old school we don't do oklahoma drill anymore right like we don't have to go out there and test them they've already been working together as the coaches and people have been checking on them and seeing what type of workouts. Mickey Marotti and his staff has already been sending him workouts. Right. It's really, the, the test will be, all right, we know that here are the workouts that you've been able to do and you got to go all the way down to the base level and say, okay, if somebody had nothing, 
and they had bands and a TRX strap and they had a field to run on, where should that guy be as he walks in doing the workouts that we prescribe mm-hmm. to them? Because okay. basically when they come back, all we're looking for is the GSF factor, right? right. Like that's it. Like, do you, do you care? Right. Right. And so that's number one, because if you go out there and you just run kids, right, bad things will happen. Right. Shin splints, ACLs, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, like all those things happen. That will not occur at the Ohio State University because they're smart about it. And it's not about winning in June or July or August. It's about winning and being prepared to play at a high level come first game. I mean, I've watched the dynamic workouts. I know I would puke. Yo, there's but no I'm not, doubt. I'm not Austin, saying these 85 you guys. Would, <laughs> you would go down. I'd be dead. For sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, skips in the parking lot. <laughs> Boom. But, uh, Doug, when you when you look at this and these guys want to get back and, and get back into the flow and they've been working out separately, what what's the best way here for you? What are you expecting them to do in the next six weeks before then they get to shift then maybe – uh, to organize team activities and, and maybe a training camp of some sort after that. Well, Slade hit it on the head. Um, when it comes down, it's going to be really back to the basics. Uh, basics. Get everybody together, see where their baseline is at, see, you know, see what they've been doing on the offseason, and then go ahead and take it from there. You know, obviously you're going to have some guys who are just crunchers and grinders who's going to come back, you know, super tip-top shape. Um, there's some guys you've seen videos who are actually working out with like Richard Sherman and things of that nature. So, like, people know when it comes down to playing at The Ohio State University what it takes to be on that football <laughs> field, and they have a pedigree and a standard to keep. Um, then you're going to have other guys, younger guys who don't really understand, who just kind of creeped in here, and it's kind of like, you know what, I've been on the land on the couch playing Fortnite all, 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 <laughs> all, all COVID time. So, you know, those guys will show. But um, like Slego said, you know, Mick is, is super extraordinary at his job, at his craft. That's why he's on the head of the strength staff at Ohio State in general. And he's going to be able to see uh, exactly what's needed in those particular parameters and be able to get these guys to win, um, you know, day by day and just win those battles so they can be ready for the season. So it's going to be exciting. You know, as a big guy, um, when it comes down to getting everybody together, there's a different level of like excitement or nervousness mm-hmm. uh just 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 that aspect of it is something that you're not going to be compared when you're working by yourself so you know get all those jitters out you know learn those news guys names and you know just kind of come together in this particular climate um and i think these guys are going to be all to a to a fast start and jay-z we've <clears> talked <throat> a number of times about what quarterbacks could do what mm-hmm. justin fields was doing and uh now he can get some voluntary, yeah, you know, throwing well, sessions. Just, get get his receivers back. We've talked about like the guys he's throwing to were not, yeah, not what Garrett he's Wilson. Be we're not Chris to, Olave yeah. in Georgia. Now he's back in Columbus, and I'm sure that's going to be a big emphasis for him. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking as they talk about working out and all that stuff. I'm like, all right, when can we throw? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when, when can he's I get over through? there and try <laughs> to see if he's an uh, extender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, when, when can we throw some seven on seven, or you know, get some receivers yeah. out there and throw routes? You know, uh, you know, I think that would be. Huge. You just just because you're you're going to start working on that timing, you're going to start getting that stuff back, and uh, you know you haven't had it. So you know you're thrown to a different level of receiver. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting your high school buddy out there. You know, like, hey, stand here at 15 yards. I'm going to throw it here. You know, sure. that's not the same as having a guy run a route, seeing him, you know, get out of his cut and all that sort of thing. So I, I think that's going to be big to get the guys if they're allowed to get on the field. You know. Six or seven guys, you you know, maybe you have three or four receivers running, going through plays and just going through your, you know, progressions. All right. And, you know, it's third in this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go here. No, I'm coming back to the backside. You know, just doing those sorts of things um, with his actual receivers, I think are going to be huge. And then we talked a lot about early in spring, those, those freshman receivers that were coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they can come back and they can be under that toolage of the quarterback, you know, a guy who should have all the confidence in the world coming into this summer. 
you know, after the, the way he played last year, uh, you know, I think he will just have that command of, of the offense and just getting these guys and just realizing this is what we have to do right. to be great. Right. And, uh, you know, to have them all back and, you know, not all together, not all 100 at one time, but, you know, to be able to get a handful of guys and say, all right, we're going to meet at this time. We're going to do this. I think that's huge, and I, and I think that will be something that they probably look forward to more than Mickey's workouts. <laughs> right. You know, just uh, getting back onto the field and actually working their way back into some football shape and doing some uh, football drills. So, who is this most? I know it's important for everyone. So, who's it most important for? Are you talking about the quarterbacks and wide receivers, Jay Z? We know that's going to be a big deal. Offensive linemen have maybe you know the toughest test when they're not away from the team. Uh, defensive linemen as well. Like you need to be able to touch somebody. Right. Um, who do you think this benefits most that they can get back on campus? I mean, I'm, I'm biased. I'm going to definitely say you, know, <laughs> you, you win in the trenches. Yeah. You know, you, these guys hey, are not I agree speedsters. with that. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not speedsters. You're not expecting those guys to run 40s and 100 yards or run around the track. You know, they don't have that type of muscle memory. Yeah. So when it comes down to those guys pounding, you know, day in and day out, that's a grind and an opportunity you only can get with the difference if you don't have <laughs> another right. guy, another guy uh, you know, every day in front of you. So uh, I know me as a big guy. I was a 6'6", 275, 280 pounds in college. And and, you know, running those different drills day in and day out um, was different when you came on this campus and you had to go on those turf fields and your cleats was mm. hot mm. and you had to, like, work with your peers and you had to be able to compete with that level. So, you know, mm. hamstring, knees, ACLs, they're getting tested when you first get out there. Lower backs and, 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 and shoulders and just that whole type of feeling for a guy who's 300 pounds. It's a different type of beast yeah. when you got one of those yeah. big old, you know, uh, weights on your back when you're that big. So, but can, uh, can you get anything out of using a sled or using those bags? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's stuff that they could probably be doing without touching everybody, right. you know. And hopefully I mean, they did. Hopefully they went to a high school area mm-hmm. and had that type of uh, You can get a pretty action. good workout on something like that, can. right? You definitely need to. It's not I the know same, but. Guys at UA right now are kind of hitting sleds and kind of hitting bags and mm-hmm. doing just a little bit here and there uh, because those joints, them shoulders, them elbows, they need to kind of get that tension yeah. Yeah. and kind of get that memory going back. But um, those big boys is going to have a little bit of a challenge when you get into a mix, uh, area and they might have a few more seconds than the wide receivers and the, and the quarterbacks, but it's still that big old hawk on your back when that sun hits you and that uh, sprints <laughs> right. get to those big digits. Yeah. And, that, and that's why you got to be aware of right your your personnel, yeah. right? Everybody's a little bit different, you know? And so that that's the number one thing, like in, in the, during the pandemic, the one thing that you can control is your conditioning because for the most part, everybody can get out, find a field and get in shape, mm-hmm. right? But however, to Doug's point, like – it is a little bit different when you're 300 pounds plus, right, versus a linebacker that weighs 240. You know what I'm saying? Or a DB or a wide receiver because it's just innate part of your game to go out there and condition. Right. When you're an offensive-defensive lineman, you don't necessarily go do that. Like, you push a sled five yards and then maybe run five more yards, right? You're not running a 50, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, on your own. Like, that's what the straight coach makes you do, <laughs> right. right? So so it's, di- it's difficult for them. But, you know, really, I think that, the number one thing that this does, and Jay-Z alluded to it, and then Doug was talking about it with the drills that you could do in the bags, but it's just getting back to a routine, which I think Ohio State is so good about creating with their student-athletes, right? Like, hey, here's your time that you can come into the Woody Hayes. Here's your time and opportunity to go work on these drills that Coach Johnson can take you through. Getting back into this routine, because during the pandemic, the thing was your own discipline mm-hmm. to create your own routine wherever, wherever it was that you were living. So now to get back into a little bit of normalcy and saying, here's our routine and why we're doing it and how it's going to add value over the next three months. And guess what? It's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. But to yeah. get back to phase one, yeah. 
and getting that routine with your teammates, I think is something that they're kind of looking forward to because let's not kid ourselves. I still train, but I like to be told, Right. What to do when I train? <laughs> and I'm a strength coach, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have them there. That third set may not be that, that important. Man, I know I've done two. That's real. Really good. Right? Like, I kid you not. Like, you'll be oh, training, and you're like, "Hey, man, you want to go another round? Man, I'm good." Yeah. You're like, "Okay, we'll yeah, just go I'm gonna go so get no. some coffee." Right? Yeah, I'm gonna go. But, sit but down. when you're in, when you're in that situation, it's like, no, it's no. not about you. It's yeah. about what coach has on the yeah, plan. Right. So just being able to get back to that, where you have to stop thinking about your routine and your in your training, it's amazing. Best Yeah. Yeah, like you said, man, iron sharpens iron. And, and these guys are the creme of the creme when it comes down to, you know, this particular sport. And being able to see the guy that is going to be competing for a job, it just does something to you. Um, as young, uh, I, I still feel I'm a young man. As, as young men, especially with testosterone going through those guys' body, they want to compete. <clears throat> they want to go out there and understand that this legacy of Ohio State is sitting true on their backs and they have an opportunity, especially with COVID. Like, you know, you got some guys that probably were sitting back but most guys on this team got to this team because they're the ones that's going to work mm. when nobody's looking. Right. They, they're the character-tested yeah. battle guys that are going to put the work in day in and day out. So when it comes down to getting these guys together as a collective, it's going to be one of those things where they're all ready, eager to kind of keep this <clears throat> legacy going and keeping what, 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 where they went to and finish the job yeah. that, they, that they had last year. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of concern that uh, Wyatt Davis or Sean Wade right. weren't handling that business, guys, with yeah. so much on the line for this season and then next year with the NFL draft. But there's no... Uh, still no full nor- normal for these guys with everything going on in the world and protests and Black Lives Matter and COVID. It's still not gone. No. Uh, but this is step one step in the right direction as everybody gets back to it. Uh, we're going to have uh, all the coverage the best we can here at Letterman Row. This has been Letterman Live. Appreciate Jay-Z, Justin Zwick, Doug Worthington, The Difference, Anthony Schlegel. Yes. Uh, hanging out with me. I'm just Austin Ward. We'll be back here all year long covering Ohio State football. Uh, thanks for joining us here at Roosters. See you next time.